Hi, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, my man. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve... From Canon Martha on Reddit, how to handle unsatisfying work from your second photographer. Hi! I photographed a wedding with a second photographer I hadn't worked with before, and I was pretty disappointed with the photos I received, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to move forward. The second I had planned to work with had to back out two weeks in advance, so I was left scrambling. This person I hired instead had a good portfolio, second in primary shooting experience, and confirmed she had plenty of flash knowledge as well. The wedding involves several locations, and I sent her a detailed timeline with addresses when I hired her, and she confirmed everything looked good. I also texted her two days beforehand to confirm details and starting location. We were going to be at separate locations as the bride and groom were getting ready separately. But I'd requested we meet briefly beforehand so I could say hi, pass along a card, sync cameras, etc, etc. When I got to our agreed upon spot, she was running behind. This meant I wouldn't have had sufficient time to get to my starting location if I waited for her. So I placed a card in the mailbox of her location and headed to where I was starting. Five minutes after she was supposed to have begun shooting, she called me and said she'd accidentally gone to the church instead, which is 35 minutes away from the starting location. I was a bit frustrated by this because my text had clearly said she'd begin shooting at blank address. And I felt awkward because I then had to tell the bride, I guess this message was not relayed to the groom like I thought because later he called me asking where the photographer was. So I had to explain again that she had gone to the wrong location based on timestamps. She began shooting about 50 minutes after she was originally supposed to start shooting. There are no getting ready photos of the guys or any photos of them at the house because as soon as she got there, they had enough time to do some formals outdoors and then had to head out. When we finally met up at the ceremony location, she said nothing about having been late. The timeline of the day was so packed, we didn't get much time to sit down and talk. So we powered through the ceremony and some portraits quickly. During the reception, there were additional issues. I was relaying on her reception candidates to get more photos of more guests dancing and mingling. Based on the pictures I received, her flash only went off about a tenth of the time, meaning the other 90% of the reception photos are incredibly dark and in a lot of cases unusable. I'm really disappointed for all the reasons listed above. My contract says the second is expected to provide photos in a similar quality to what is expected of an experienced professional photographer, and I don't feel like I got that. I'm also disappointed for my couple who paid extra just to add on this second photographer and also paid for an additional hour of getting ready photo time and have now missed getting ready moments of the guys. I'm not sure the best way forward. Do I pay less than the contracted amount due to lateness? Do I pay less due to reception photos being unusable? If so, how do I approach those issues? Do I pay the full amount and just move on? Also, the couple took her lateness well, but I still feel it reflects badly on my business and impacted their coverage. Should I offer something to them? This is like a real question. That's a really, really long question. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a good one, yeah. but it's like a real one. Yeah. Yeah. So what you, what you going to do, Dustin? <clears throat> hey, let's, let's answer it this way. Let's say you're doing like a shoot with somebody and maybe they were in charge of something for you on the shoot. <sighs> let's say, uh, just off the top of my head, audio. audio and let's say the, the audio up like a little bit. And like, it wasn't like uh-huh. the whole day. It's just like maybe like one or two things from the day were like, how would you approach uh-huh. that hypothetical situation that may or may not have happened? Huh? Great question. Hmm. I'd probably wait until I ask them to work with me again and then not pay them. Oh, that's what the whole invoice oh. thing was about. <laughs> really get them back. <laughs> After the fact. You wait like two years later, then try to hire them again, and then just not pay them for the work that time. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. Hypothetically. 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 Um, No, I think in all reality, though, like with this scenario, I would probably do... Scenario? Scenario, Stephen. It's French. Look it up. Um, I would do like a, like doctors. Doctors do what's called like a post mortem kind of mm-hmm. talk after like a surgery that got, went wrong or a procedure that went oh, wrong. That's where they decide um, if you're going to lose your medical license. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, that, they do not like a, fun a meeting. Thing. <laughs> yeah, this wouldn't be fun. But um, <laughs> you just they kind of meet all of your peers to kind of discuss through like what you could have done differently, how maybe you made mistakes along the way. And so I maybe would have I maybe do something like that with this photographer before I paid them. Um, I'd just be like, "Hey, I just kind of yo yo yo, look, Betsy, to, it's me, Canon Martha. Yo, Betsy, and I'm just here to let you know I've I convened a jury of our peers, and we will now talk about how you killed this wedding I had hired you to shoot with me. Ah, here are some photos that go you through. took. Yes, you can see they're so dark because you killed the bride and groom. They're not even alive anymore. And, and she goes, It was Yo. a murder. You murdered them. Yo, Big Martha, you hired me, Betsy. I take a dark and moody photos. You want the dark and moody? I do the dark and moody. Uh, dark and moody means no flash. I do a couple flash because I don't really like the dark and moody, but you don't, Martha. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. I'm glad when you heard the name Betsy, like, you know, Betsy Ross, the uh, woman who made the American flag, your instinct was to run to a Russian accent. That's great. Uh, I don't understand, Steve, why you think this is Russian. Eastern European, this sorry. Is, I I am from Ukraine. Eastern European. I'm tired of, tired of people confusing our accents, Steven. <laughs> we are our own people. Vladimir does not control us. Hail Russia. <laughs> it ends with a hail Russia. Okay. He's <sighs> not, does he listen to your podcast? <laughs> It is top 20 now yeah. in the world. Uh, fair points, Betsasha. <laughs> <laughs> you may call me Betsasha. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? Um, Canon Martha, I think. I think. I think the problem is. The thing that the thing that makes this difficult to answer is that she did show up late. If she had just mm-hmm. done a shitty job, but she showed up on time, it's like, yeah, you just got to pay her. 
Maybe throw in a few extra pages in the bride and groom's album or something. Yeah. But, but because she showed up late, she did miss 50 minutes of shooting. That might be worth having a discussion about. Cause you, you were supposedly paying her per hour. Now, if you had just said base pay, this is what it costs for the day. Then you kind of, then you done. Yeah. But if you were paying her per hour, then yeah, no, I, I feel like you've got a real reason, you know, or a real thing there to be like, yeah, no, we're not paying you that much or whatever. So, Oh, maybe, maybe Martha, Martha, may I call you Martha? Martha. Break down, break down your rate package for your second shooter based on. I went with Betsy because of Martha, because Martha Washington, I was doing a whole founding of the Americas thing there. And you just had to go Eastern European with your accent. It made no damn sense. That's what I think of when I think of Martha, Stephen. What is this? Is this this your Josh Withers accent now? (laughs) I don't have have a Josh Withers accent. (laughs) Conky. All right. um, Maybe uh, break out a second shooter contract that pays based on events. So you pay X for getting ready photos, X for ceremony, X for portraits, X for candidates at the reception, X for table shots and details. And then you ooh, know, ooh, you no, 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 little... no, better, better. Make the contract and have it be payable per usable photo. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. You're saying per event from the day. I'm saying per usable photo. I expect 800 usable photos from my second shooter. If what they give me is 50 usable photos from the whole day, they get paid accordingly. It's funny you say that, Steve. Okay, I've been in this business for like 12 12 years or more, and I've been saying that for since I began. So when I when I started my career as a wedding photographer, I second shot a lot as most do, and I had always joked with the guy I worked for uh, because my he tended to use my photos more than his own. So I would always joke that I think you should pay your second shooters based on the photos y- you use. So instead of paying me like a flat rate, uh, at that time I was getting $150 a wedding. And I said, you know, I think you should pay me a dollar per picture. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that wouldn't keep me from being lazy mm-hmm. and keep me being creative and keep me from shooting things differently than you. Because now my mindset has totally shifted. I'm not just here filling a role to shoot photos. I'm here to get paid per photo. So I'm like, oh, okay, how can I get another creative photo? You might be turning in 10,000 photos at the end of the night, but... <laughs> but you'd be getting paid more as a second shooter. Oh, that sounds like a horrible system. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I, I tried it out at, at, for on the video side because I'd heard of videographers doing this. Um, not like the paid per photo thing. It's paid per second giving... of usable footage. <laughs> <laughs> How many seconds of your footage made it into the final video? And what percentage of the video footage was that? I'm going to pay you based on that. <laughs> Not a bad idea, but I did bonuses based on who got the best shot of X. So like best cake shot, best ring shot, 
best portrait shot best um, you know what that would end up with though it end up with you having two cake shots <laughs> two, nothing wrong two with that shot. there is something wrong with that because typically your lead videographer will do like a wide shot a close-up uh you know a pan and uh like up and down they'll they'll do all that so you, you'll have coverage of the cake but now if you've created this system, now you're going to have that times two. And you say, no, 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 nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying that's a waste of my and, time and, and, going through those. I just want the until lead you lose videographer a card, to do it. Until you lose a card, Stephen Van Elk. You shoot like, on Fuck, I'm so Sony, glad. you dipshit. Your Sonys can shoot to dual cards when you do video. Stop shooting to one card, you Idiot. This, this wasn't you my idiot. camera, my card. One of my second shooters never gave me the card from his Panasonic that he was shooting with. <sighs> I told you about yes, this. Yes, you did. Why are you acting like you're all infuriated that it was like some I'm Sony malfunction? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not infuriated about a Sony malfunction. I'm infuriated by you, Dustin McKibben, who has had the ability to shoot to two cards as long as I have known him and has never once done that, but is now complaining about people not doing that. If if his Panasonic could shoot to two cards, which some of the Panasonics can when you're shooting video, you could have given what? him two cards or he could have shot uh, on his uh, card uh, and one of your cards. Glad, and, gladly, gladly would and have. And you could have just said, do he it. He lost all of his cards. He lost all of his cards. How does and that a happen? Month, a month and a half later to two months later. He found them? About two months now. Did he find them? I found them in the back of the van when I was cleaning the van out. So he didn't lose yeah. them. You lost them, it sounds like. No, they were in his pocket. He had them in a think tank, like card wallet. So you're going to go back and re-edit that video now? No, but the bride and groom actually, ironically, just texted me yesterday asking if I had another angle or another shot that they could add into their like first dance because we lost everything he had. And you were and like, so, I do. Did you charge him yeah, more for now it? I'm like, now I'm finally like, I have the angle. <laughs> But oh. yeah, I love it. I love it. Beautiful, Dustin. Yeah. Beautiful. I don't know. I don't remember where we're going with this. Oh, pay. Uh, yeah, just don't pay this person. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Tell them it's a learning lesson. Th- Say you done <laughs> up. I am not paying you. I am sorry, Betsy. I'm a Martha. Uh, it is handmaiden's tales time. Just be glad that you don't have to wear the red. Thank you and goodbye. Uh, I would say it's a learning lesson, but it's not a learning lesson for the second shooter so much as it is for you. You pay them and then you never use them again. And if you feel like the bride and groom are maybe wanting those getting ready photos of the guys, which whoever wants getting ready photos of the guys, just use, then you just give them use a getting album. ready photos from a different wedding. Yeah, just, just close-ups, all close-ups of like tie down. Boot near. Yeah. And just Photoshop Adam a tie in. in. Make them black and white so colors are irrelevant. Photoshop the groom's face and <laughs> another groom's body from a different wedding. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, can we can we talk about something? Up? Yeah, go for it. So, with risk of getting in trouble, uh, we did a wedding um, at some point this year. Could be recently. Might not be. Not sure. And I forgot to do groom portraits. Whoa. 
Yeah. Yep. No, I I done screwed up. We were getting ready to do groom portraits. And then there was a moment before the ceremony where the bride wanted to do a letter reading situation where they like don't see each other, but they read a letter to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, I want to do that now. And I'm like, let's do it. And then I forgot to like circle back, like, cause I have kind of like a flow, like most people have like a flow. Yeah, no, I've been on the in the wedding flow. Day. I know the flow. And so, so I typically, like, I'll do all the groomsmen stuff and get them back inside. Then I'll do my groom stuff and then I get ready for the ceremony. And so I was getting ready to, do, I was like at that point, getting ready to do my groom stuff when I got kind of frazzled by like, oh, I got to do this letter thing. Should have done groom pictures while we're waiting for the bride to come out. But he was like reading through his letter and trying to like, you know, get ready for that. He was, it was a very emotional couple, very sweet wedding. And yeah, I never circled back. And so I ended up cropping him out of groomsmen photos and delivering that. Uh, I'm just going to be completely honest with you here, Dustin. I have done a very similar thing this year. It wasn't as bad as I didn't get any groom photos. It was just like, uh, we did some groom photos like when he first got ready. But then, so I have those. Like I have like the the old jacket tie photos, yeah, but I don't yeah. have like the put in your wallet, nice senior yeah, so, photo so, style. So like we do, like he gets his jacket on, all that, you know. Then they go out to the first look, and we typically like while he's waiting for the first look to happen, we do a few more groom photos mm-hmm. then. But then we typically do more groom photos later. And there's a wedding we shot this year where later never happened, and it felt like a gaping hole, and. <laughs> So did a similar thing where we just cut cut a few, like cropped him out of a few different photos and then put them in later. This might not have been this year. This might've been last year because we haven't done a ton of weddings this year because of COVID, but uh, it's fresh on the mind sort of ish. Mm. Fresh, fresh on the tip of the brain. If you knew what I mean, Steven. Oh yeah. So just fake them you know but, you know fake uh, them. so well i did i did a few groom portraits later on because we did some night photos because i remembered by then that we did not do them and that's the dis like the downside of like a late year wedding the sun sets so early so we were doing portraits because they chose not to do a first look so we're we had like really uh doing portraits like bridal party bride and groom super fast pace and we ended up doing like a lot of night portraits of the bride and groom because the sun sets here in indiana around like 4 30 this time of year and and so we did a few night portraits of the groom which were cool but it's still i was like kicking myself because it's something that my second shooter typically would have caught on to but like i my wife was shooting her own wedding that day and so i had a a a different second shooter and she was just kind of like more shooting what I was shooting and not like yeah, co-shooting, so to speak. Like when I'm shooting X, she's shooting Y and, um, so yeah, mm-hmm. but it all worked out. A couple loved the photos, didn't even notice. And hopefully they don't ever listen to this podcast. 
But um, <laughs> this is why your wife can't share about the podcast. We've been over this. <laughs> exactly. Stephen Nicholas from our very own Facebook group says, "Should I abandon my crusade to stop people from upgrading to a shiny new Dissler, mostly the D750? I can't help but constantly advise people to stop investing in new Dissler bodies. I feel like, why the hell are you buying a VCR and rebuying all your movies on VHS when all the makers of VCRs and VHS tapes have openly said they're only going to be making DVDs and DVD players from here on out. And this hypothetical VHS tapes are still expensive as shit as shit. And the VCRs are discounted as f so people will buy them and get trapped into buying expensive tapes. Tapes being the lenses, VCRs being the mm. Dislers, of course. I state my piece and a ton of people simultaneously post about the D750 three days later. The poster shows off their brand new mistake, and a part of me dies inside. Thanks for attending my TED Talk. Should Steven stop telling people to stop investing in Dislers, Dustin? Uh, Steven, I think it's to this, you know, I say to each their own. Um, a lot of people are heavily invested in high-quality lenses, and to them... The idea of jumping into the mirrorless world seems like, why? Because why? why? Like, why would you even? Why? Like, 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 bro. Like, why would I like to do it if it's not broken? Like, why fix it? That's what my dad always said. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're shooting with the D750 or the Nikon body, same with the 5D Mark IV. Steve still hasn't jumped into mirrorless, and. It's just like if my brides like the pictures and I'm comfortable shooting on it and I don't want an easier user experience, then why would I upgrade? Why? Why would I ever upgrade? I don't want those things. I don't I don't I don't yeah. want to have an easier time shooting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. If I got that Canon R six, oh the 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 photos. It's it's only twenty megapixels, man. The photos would be smaller than my, my five D Mark Four photos and take up less space. Mm -hmm. And I don't need all the space of a 5D Mark IV. It's like, why am I using this 5D Mark IV, Dustin? I don't understand it. I'm making I, so I many know. mistakes. Why don't I buy these R6s? Because you don't have any money. Yeah, yeah mostly that. <laughs> mostly that. Thanks, COVID. Oh. Thanks, COVID. And I've got Wait all the lenses already. check comes. I, yeah, that's my question for Mr. Steven Nicholas from our very own Facebook group. What do you do with the, all the VHS these, tapes? Yeah, yeah, these people already have the VHS tapes. You're saying don't buy the VCR because then you'll have to buy a bunch of VHS I can barely speak. This Eric Blood Axe, it's great. Um, don't buy the VCR because you already got all the VHS or whatever. Uh, but 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 they they they've they've got the lenses already because they've already got a Dissler somewhere, right? So why wouldn't they just stick with a Dissler? You know, if you upgrade to a mirrorless, a Merlin, like suddenly Merlin, yeah, if you upgrade to a Merlin suddenly because mirrorless are magic. So if you upgrade to a Merlin, suddenly it's like you got to buy all new lenses. Because, yeah, you could get an adapter, but the adapter just don't work as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're, we skipped over Dividus, and we've gone straight to Blu-rays. Blu-rays? Yeah. And Blu if you're going to get the Blu-rays, if you're going to get the Blu-rays, you got to get the monster cables. Yeah, the, the gold-plated ones from Staples. 
You gotta get the gold plated monster <gasps> oh, cables. Rebecca from a random Facebook group says, How do you politely word yes? I'll help you plan your elopement. But you have to give me the money for photographing it first. L O L. Someone just inquired, asking for help planning their elopement, which I'm happy to do, but not for free. Laughing so hard, I'm crying emoji. I just feel like (laughs) if I tell her that she has to pay for photography first, she will be like, okay, but how do I know how many hours I want you if I haven't planned it yet? L-O-L. Yes? Rebecca... AKA Josh Withers. Um, <clears throat> it seems pretty uh, self explanatory to me. You just say, uh, I'm not a elopement planner. I'm a wedding photographer slash elopement photographer. However, to save you money on hiring an elopement photographer or elopement planner, I am happy to help and aid you in planning once you book. We have this happen a lot. Even outside of elopements, just in weddings in general, uh, people will try to pick our brains and get us to help essentially plan their weddings. And I, I've been trying to taper that back a little bit where I, I used to be like an open book at these bridal consults. I'd, they'd walk out of a bridal consult with binders and like binders wet- of women, <laughs> Mitt Romney style. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I don't know why a, my mind went there. It's because, you know, still election brained. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a very interesting place to go with that. But, um, hanging no. Chad? <laughs> <laughs> Bush Gore, Florida, you know? <laughs> I know. I got it. We're oh. old. Um, but yeah, Sarah they walk Palin. out with like the polar bears. <laughs> she can see Russia from her house. <gasps> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry, it's okay. Sorry. Just take a pause. Sorry. Take a breath. Uh, I did I not have I sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> yeah. Her name is Jennifer. Her name I've is never Jennifer. Had sexual relations with her. <laughs> I know, but her name is Jennifer. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so you don't you don't help people out? Binders of women. Got it. Bind, yep. I would leave, they would leave the consult with like a timeline, uh, all the locations, vendor list, the whole nine yards. Wedding would be planned, and they hadn't even booked me yet. And sorry, now this is the sexist part of not... me that jumped ahead to binders of women because I knew you were about to say you gave them a vendor list. And in the wedding industry, that means mostly females. So sorry, 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 no, sorry, sorry, a, sorry, male, sorry, sorry, sorry. Male only vendor list. <laughs> I've got binders of men. <laughs> sorry, my exactly. whole political deluge there was all from that one thing where I jumped the gun. Sorry. Yeah, and you were wrong. I was wrong, wrong. yeah, because Dustin's very sexist, but male-centric sexism in the wedding industry, which is rare in the wedding (laughs) Exactly. It's a rare sexism. (laughs) Oh, we're going to hell in a handbasket. It's it's a comfortable handbasket. But yeah. So I would just say, once you book with me, I'm happy to have help. I'm happy to have you. 
how happy to have you. Happy, happy. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm with Dustin here, and I cannot believe I'm saying those words. I cannot believe it. Uh, Dustin's got a smile cut, on his cut. face, right there, right there. That's the episode. He's got a honey book in his pants. Uh, well, he's real happy. Um, yeah. So. So often people will be like, hey, um, I would love to help you out. And I feel like my go-to response is to be like, yeah, no. If you need any help, even if you don't hire me, I could help you out because I'm trying to be nice and I'm trying to be like a good person. (laughs) And it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. I don't want to be a good person. I want to be a person who can pay my mortgage. I want to be a person who can feed my children. I want to be a person who can look at Dustin's face on a weekly basis because I can pay my internet bills. You know, that's, that's what it comes down to. So you you want, you want me to recommend vendors to you after you told me that I was too expensive. Sorry. No, do the research on your own. Go to Google. I don't care. You want me to help plan your wedding for you after you told me I was too expensive? Sorry. No, not unless you start paying me money to plan your wedding. That's right. Van Elk Co. We're getting into wedding planning now, baby. I guess I just made that decision. I hope Jen's okay with that, but that's where the business is going. Apparently we're doing it all. You need somebody to DJ your wedding? Yeah. If you pay. Van Elk and Co. Molly Maher from our very own Facebook group says, y'all, I need some advice on editing these family portraits that I'm not happy with. I don't know if I should just leave them how I have them or if there's anything I should tweak. I just don't like the setting with the dappled light. It was the only place that was big enough outside the venue. I just don't think they look great slash consistent with the rest of the gallery. Any advice for somebody who's unhappy with some family portraits? Don't do family portraits. Boom. Dustin, Cut it's em. like you knew why I put that question in the show notes. Oh, family portraits are not important. Everybody out there, you're a photographer, you're listening, you're thinking to yourself, but my clients want family portraits. I'm here to tell you, your clients aren't going to print those. They're not going to put them in their album. They don't actually want them. You're the professional. It's up to I you to tell them, them no family portraits period (laughs) i always do this little bit at weddings right after the ceremony right before we do family portraits when i go up to the bride and groom before the family all like you know comes up and i i look dead straight at them and i say you guys you guys like i know this might surprise you but this is why god put me on this earth like family photo time is my favorite time and there, you, I'm there's just a honored, special place honored, in hell for you. <laughs> I'm just honored that you guys are giving me the opportunity to capture these photos that you don't care about and you will not use. And I, and I think it's something that's come with age. So I, I say that to like joke with them and get them sort of goofy and loosened up about the family photos. But then there's definitely a, a filter that broke last year, I think, inside of me where it gets to a point where they want to do a family photo or do like a combination. And I'll say like, they're like, Oh, like the mom will suggest it or the sister will suggest it. Like, Oh, let's do a photo of this. And the bride kind of looks at me and I'm like, are you going to hang that photo anywhere? 
And she looks at me and says, point taken. Mom, we're not doing it. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It's been awesome. Boom. Dustin just well, nuked it like, Well, there's like this big trend in the Midwest to do photos with and without the bride and groom. So like the oh, groom's family. No, that's not, a, that's not a trend in the Midwest. I live in the Midwest and I've Is that never everywhere? once had that requested. No, like like the groom's family will want like the photo with the groom and the siblings and the mom and dad without the bride. Oh yeah, that's as the well thing. as with you the said bride. without the bride and groom. You didn't say without no, one no. of them. Okay, just without one of them, and like on both sides, like the the parents were like, oh, can I get one with like my daughter? And oh, can we add my kids in? Oh, and, and I'm like, can we get that yeah, one? You for mean like the one we in case the one they get we divorced, just did? You know, and that's what I always tease. I tease that. I'll be like. Oh, this is in case you guys ever split up. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. This is like awkward as hell. I'm like, yeah, because this is a wedding and these two just got married and you guys want to do photos of them without each other. We do. Like, am I right? Uh, we am I we right? do on our family photo list. We do photos with the uh, bride and like her mom and dad and her mom and her dad. And um, right. I do also, all that. If there's, you know, if it's a bride and a groom, then we do like groom with the mom and dad and the mom and just the dad. We don't do like the groom with his family the or family. the bride with her family. Right. Like that's, that's just but weird. We, we get that. We get that on our list. Like that they send us, like they'll add that or like parents or somebody will like be like, Oh, can I get one with just my kids? And I'm like, yeah, but this is not a family photo. No, but I get the parents saying, can Dang. I get one with just my kids? Cause it's like, Oh, this is a great excuse to not have my other son or daughter's boyfriend or girlfriend who I don't think they're going to end up with in the photo. That's my favorite tease at a wedding when like the brother or sister has like a boyfriend or girlfriend and ahead of time I've been told I want to get one without the boyfriend or girlfriend. And so they're like, I don't know how you do it, but like just make sure we get one without them. And I'm like, all right, now go ahead and step off to the side, girlfriend, because this is in case you guys don't work out. (laughs) Snap. Hey, uh, and we, then I follow it up we, with, if you do work out, call me. We had uh, we had our our photographer do that to our my brother in law. Really? <laughs> See, it works. Uh, he was just engaged to my sister. No, he wasn't even engaged to my sister at the time. They were just dating, and we we're like, yeah, let's do like the whole family, one with him and one without. Right. And it's like now, looking back, it. I feel like a dick for doing that. But at the time, it felt like, yeah, but you haven't made a commitment yet. (laughs) And we want you to end up in the family, but also we don't want this photo ruined if you don't. (laughs) Oh, totally. (laughs) I I mean, Corinne and I have been married so long that like there's so many people in our wedding photos that are like no longer together and it drives me just crazy (laughs) jen and i've been married for so long there's like so many people in our wedding photos who we don't talk to anymore (laughs) i thought you're gonna say that are dead and i was gonna be like that's really morbid steve no i mean it hasn't happened yet it might happen this year with covid though (laughs) that's why that's why yeah let's do one more question so we don't end on a downer rebecca elliott from our very own facebook group says i get it i'm a dick but would you say it's more of a douche canoe move to lie about how you took a photo, which example wise was to say, yes, shoot, 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 shoot a long exposure photo with rain. 
and say like that that you just shot the long exposure photo and it had rain in it you know somebody posted this she saw this or is it more of the douche canoe move to call the person out who lied and say foo i know that's an overlay because highlights parentheses rain don't show up on other highlights parentheses sky basically if you blow your sky out the rain shouldn't show up on the sky you know and uh rebecca says so this is how i'm procrastinating today how about you so uh what what's what's more of the douche canoe move so the question is rebecca you want <laughs> to call out a fellow photographer I, I, I or feel somebody's like, calling you out. I, I, I guess I was trying to understand. I'm pretty certain Rebecca was calling somebody else out. If I had to guess, uh, this is a very old. It's 2020, question. Rebecca. It's a very old question. Let's not, yeah. let's not call people out. It's 2020. Fuck that, Rebecca. It's 2020. Lying. Call that person out. We don't want liars. Burn them down, Rebecca. Hey, you, you know, Court. you know where liars brought us to, Dustin. It brought us to the situation we're in right now you know that's that's where liars have brought us it brought us to this point where our country can't get a pandemic under control because we have a liar for a president who won't take any action on what's actually happening so rebecca call that I person have heard out. his golf game has gotten better this yeah, year probably uh call that person out and uh, when you call them out just be like yo you the donald trump of photography boom you got you got boom. some good slams you got some good slams slam them up uh, I, I don't have good slams because I like overlays from time to time. Oh, and Dustin. I'm not saying that makes me a good person. Oh. I'm not saying I feel like overlays are ethically right. I was in a group the other day and somebody was like, look at this photo I took. AA? What do you think is better? And it was like an overlay with fake lights and then an overlay with fake snow. And both of them just look completely, completely and totally wrong and out of place. And like the fake lights weren't even connecting to anything where you might hang a light. It was just like lights hanging from the middle of the air, from from the sky. And I was like, how does this person even think this is a question worth asking? How do you put rain over your sky when your sky's blowing out? It wouldn't show up, Dustin. It wouldn't show up. That's all blowing out. I know, I know. But I, I had a wedding. I posted like an anniversary photo for a bride. She got married in the winter, wanted snow, didn't snow on her wedding day. So I posted an anniversary photo on her anniversary and I photoshopped a snowy scene around one of their wedding photos and I went real far with it. Mm. Like it looked like just mystical snowy goodness. In the words of Donald Glover, you went hard in the paint like around a period. Not quite, but it might have been a Christmas miracle, and uh, posted posted that, and um, she loved it. She was like her like ask if they could get it printed and what's more important to you, Dustin? Is it more important that your client loved your work, or is it more important that you have self respect at the end of the day? That my client likes my work. Because if my client likes my work, then I have self-respect. No, you have the I money. Don't work for you, you don't have Steve. self-respect. I, I don't work for Rebecca Elliott. I don't work for other photographers. No. I work to keep this roof over my head. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Roof is still there. 
and it's got Christmas lights on how, it. How often at your real estate jobs do they ask you to Photoshop snow in? Oh, that's a bad question. You've shown me some of the ridiculous requests you get at real estate jobs. Uh, can you take this driveway that was torn up and it's all just dirt, and can you put like a real driveway in for me, please? Yeah, I get that one hey, a lot. Th- we're going to put a pool Main in the backyard, is- so could you Photoshop a pool in real quick? My favorite one uh, lately has been like, so uh, we had a lot of wind today and I like raked all these leaves, but then we had this wind and uh, yeah, now there's leaves in the yard. So uh, maybe can you like Photoshop all the leaves out of my yard? I was going to go rake the other day and then I looked outside and it was blowing and it was like 40 mile per hour gusts and our neighbor's leaves were just blowing into our yard. And I was like, if I just wait, maybe they'll blow to the other yard. I, I so I was gonna I, I was photographing a house mm-hmm. and I was I wish I would have filmed this but there was a guy raking and as he's ra- it was like an old, sweet old guy and like as he's raking all of like the pile he's raking is just blowing back into his yard and it was like watching some like gif of like a guy it was just oh, I felt so bad for him I just wanted to like go across the street and say like hey sir I think you should go back inside <laughs> Oh. Like you're fighting a losing battle right now. I the, the caption of that, if I if I had taken a little video, would have been like 2020. When I was in college, uh, over the summer, I had an internship in downtown South Bend, and every day on the way home from work, we would drive by a house, and uh, <laughs> there was a guy out in his front yard every day wearing just a speedo, watering his grass. <laughs> With his hose, like in his hand, just <laughs> spraying back and forth, standing there in a speedo. Like he didn't want to pay for a sprinkler, I guess. <laughs> and he also was out to get a tan. Why would he? <laughs> and it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. And he was maybe 75, 80, somewhere in there. Just a, that's an all old dude. I'm doing when I'm 75 or 80. Yeah, and I was like, man, if I'm 75, 80, and I. And, I, and I'm that if I'm that as skinny as that dude, I'm gonna be outside in the speedo every day. I never got a yeah. good look. I couldn't see if like you know saggy nuts were hanging out or anything. But <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, or probably another two episodes because that was so long. I'm probably gonna cut it and just do Q and A in a second episode. That's for you, Dustin. I'll cut this out of what people hear. If you love the show. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin, my man. My man. Is that Dustin underscore McKibben? And I'm at Steven Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group you should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover. If you want more content, head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH. Thanks for listening. We're Steven Dustin, Save the world. And we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. Embrace of death. That's right. Next week after you shoot, right. another wedding. Another wedding. Dun dun dun. Dustin, what a good, buddy. What a good. I think, other than people dying this year, the. Most depressing post-COVID realization is losing movie theaters. I think that one kind of hit me a little bit hard. Mm -hmm. 
especially because I I did brave the theaters this year. I haven't gone to a movie theater to see a movie since my son was born, so I'm not there with you. That's not true. You and I have gone to see a movie. One movie in eight, nine years of his life? Yeah, well, I'm just saying you saw it with me. Okay, I saw Doctor Strange with you four years ago. Yeah, exactly. See? And I saw Tenet this year, and it was fantastic. But I don't know. I just had this vision of going to movies with my children. You can take them to the drive-in now. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. It's funny. This dying, this dying breed of theaters that I'm like surprised is still hanging on is now like the most in demand format of movie viewing out there. I mean, a lot of drive-in theaters are not even showing movies anymore. They're just doing like concerts and other stuff because it's the only thing. Yeah, totally. And like even even restaurants restaurants in uh like texas i saw were doing like drive-in drive-ups where they're like showing a movie in the parking lot of the restaurant and then you like to bring the food out to your car there's a restaurant in noblesville and i was i was at the liquor store because i'm a drunk that's me steve your local drunk and uh the restaurant just had a dj outside playing it was right before halloween he's playing all monster mash songs and stuff like that and there's just no one in the parking lot <laughs> he's just out there like spinning oh gosh it was so good the restaurant for trying to be creative yeah. i was like nobody wants to come listen to this guy's crappy crappy music and sound system when the sound system in their car is probably better and they could pump their own jams that they actually want to listen to it's not like they could get out and dance right oh it's hilarious good times but no we we have uh three weddings left for the 2020 calendar year i'm all done with weddings baby yeah that sounds like a slacker talking Um, our, our december weddings all canceled but they canceled like in the summertime, like before this most recent thing where Indiana was like you, only so, 25 so, people at a wedding now. So so when you get that call, do you say, and they're like, yeah, we're thinking about like canceling our weddings. And you're like, I'm sorry, are you a quitter? Do you consider yourself a quitter? Because where I, the great Stephen Van Elk, hail from, we don't quit, especially on love. So that wedding, that's happening, and we're going to do it together as a team and make love. Maybe not each other, but No, we'll no, we're going to make love to each other, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to add that into your sales pitch, by all means. But I think you should work that in. So we, we kind of worked that into our repertoire, and we didn't have uh, barely any cancellations this year. Yeah. You were like, are you Until a quitter? now. Are you a quitter? <laughs> Because, uh, I don't know. Man, where are we going with this? Um, I don't yeah, know. Uh, we've, we've had a lot of people. Some Ricky Bobby type We've shit. only had one person quit, as you put it, like a full-on cancellation. And their wedding was scheduled for next year in uh, February. And they just decided they didn't know when they were going to get married. So they just wanted to cancel. And um, that was it. And we're like, we had a wedding we're like, break up. you could reschedule with us and that'd be okay. And they're like, no, we just, uh, we think we're done. So <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah. yeah, we had a couple completely 
breakup last month and it like breaks my heart because it's all COVID stress induced but, related. But you could say like, you sound like the my breakup wife. was COVID stress induced, but like were they going to stay together if they couldn't make it through COVID? Like, eh. that, and see, that's what my wife said. Like, it's good that they broke up now yeah. because then there's chances are they would have done it later. Chances are they find but someone like, they like, actually love and want to stay with. I'm like, I don't know. Like, would they be in another pandemic where there's a situation involving the stress of deciding whether to postpone a wedding or not postpone a wedding and they both can't agree on it and that indecision on both their parts leads to the if they wanted to get breakdown no, no, of the no. relationship. If they still wanted to get married, they would have eloped. No, then, she wanted to get married and elope and he didn't want to get married without his family present. Yeah. And they still could and have done that. Elopements can have up to his, like 15 his, people his, or whatever. So correct. His family refused to come unless it was a full on wedding. Yeah. Sounds like she made the right call in leaving him because his family sucks. I'm throwing that out there because right. the only thing that matters when you get married is that you get married to the person you love. Your family, their family, your guests, none of that bullshit matters. That, the only thing that matters that is that you love argument. each other. And if he wasn't willing to commit to that, then he doesn't deserve to marry her if she was willing to commit to that. Because it sounds like she loved and him his, and his, he didn't love her. His counter argument was like, we already live together and we already like are together. Like, why do we need to rush into this wedding if we can't have the big white wedding that you've always dreamed about? And she's like, it's not the big white wedding I always dreamed about. It's marrying the person I love most that I always dreamed about. And if you can't see that, we don't belong together. Boom. She wins the argument. Boom. Done. 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 Yeah, done. Done. That's pretty, pretty much what happened. Yeah. yeah. If you want to get married, you get married. I've. Jen and I have shot multiple elopements this year because people just want to get married still. So, I mean, I know people who have like a booming elopement business now because people just want to get married still and they don't give a shit if they have the big wedding. What matters is they get it's married. Elopement, elopementco.us. Well, and the thing is, is you can the, always uh, do the elopement and then plan the wedding later. Did you not pitch that to them? Did you not pitch to them? Hey, look, why don't you guys elope now, plan your wedding ceremony later, but you'll still get married and you'll have the date you were planned on mm-hmm. locked in, locked and loaded, babies. Yeah. No, uh, their venue, their COVID response was they actually already set a backup date for all of their couples um, in the event that something happened this Wait, year. The venue and set the backup of- date for them. They didn't get to choose their own backup date. I mean, I'm sure there was a, like, you pick between these three. But, well, because the venue, after the cluster of the spring they had, yeah. I'm sure they were like, hey, moving forward for the rest of the year, here's the backup dates you can pick from. They're in the all event that, like, Tuesday, the rest Wednesday, of the Thursdays. <laughs> it was the, like a Thursday. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, can you confirm with your photographer that he's available? I'm like, yeah, I think I can swing a Thursday. I think I can maybe make that work in the schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I've done some but, Tuesday, um, Thursday weddings this year. They're great. I, I I would love to see more Tuesday, Thursday weddings after the pandemic. <laughs> Let's keep them going, baby. I, I want to work on normal I, days. I was like working a normal from home man. anyways. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Uh, 100%. Tomorrow is our first Saturday off in I don't even know when. Nice. So I'm going to be spending it building a fire pit in my backyard like a 
Fucking caveman. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, Dustin, I forgot to ask you. What a good, baby. What a good, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah, it's been a while since we talked last. So what you into? What you what you watching? What you reading? What you uh, listening to? I, I... I am. I have circled back to an oldie but a goodie. I felt like with how depressing this year has been for most, I wanted to circle back to something that makes me smile. And I am watching for the very first time, 30 Rock. <gasps> I love 30 Rock. You made such a yeah. good choice. Oh, yeah. I'm proud of you, Dustin. What season are you on? I was... <gasps> Just the first, just the first season. Oh man! Or actually, yeah. I might be on the second season now. Yeah. Oof. I, nice. But um, no, I was watching. Uh, I was rewatching some of my favorite episodes of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, um, which is one of my all-time favorite epi- uh, series. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Seinfeld's episode with Tina Fey, and she kind of talks about how that was her launching board. And I was like, you know what? I've never seen that show. I I want to watch that. It's so and good. And I, I turned it on and I was like, I just immediately fell in love with Alec Baldwin. Like his, it's essentially like watching like the you audition for his a Trump. strong yeah. Republican male, white male figure. I, I just, how he, how, but it's like, he's like a, like a sensitive strong, I think is what I <laughs> oh, love. Oh no, about his character's like great. He, I love he, him in that show. He puts in this sort of like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's sort of like this very... Uh, it's like a character I've never seen portrayed, and I love, 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 love the like the character he plays. Mm-hmm. Like he has to be liked. I think he's essentially playing me. He like likes to be liked, <laughs> but he's very business oriented. Oh, that makes sense. Cause super sensitive. I relate most with Liz Lemon. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like I'm all about just getting ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this all makes yeah. sense. I just want to bro out with Liz Lemon's yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, no, this this makes total and complete sense. Uh, this explains our relationship so well. It's also... Like, uh, yeah. I just watched the episode where he takes Liz to some, like, fun... Uh, like, the Swedish, like, Im- like, ambassadors or princes birthday party. And <laughs> Liz, like, thinks, like, leading up that it's, like, a date. And... Like, as they're walking in, she's like, is this a date? And he, like, starts naming people at the party that he could bang if he wanted to or, like, the kind of people he would be with (laughs) if he wanted to. And I just love the, like, the boldness and, like, how he, uh, the cadence of how he talks That's how I feel so much when you talk to me. (laughs) Exactly. That's when you're like, Dustin, are we here at Imaging as a date? And I'm like... That presenter I could be podcasting with. That presenter I could be podcasting with. That Kiss album, Sean Gordon, that I could be with him. Dustin, why would you do this to me? Speaking of, well, I'm thinking about it. Off topic, off podcast. Oh, no, 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 no um, off podcast. We're not done with the podcast yet. We have to finish the podcast, then we can go off podcast. Okay. Remind me to circle back to Kiss then. Yeah, I'll kiss you. Don't worry. Uh, so so that's all you want to talk about 30 rock so, so, it's so good so that's good. what i'm into that's yeah. what i'm doing right now that's hey, uh, when you, when you finish that jump on uh unbreakable kimmy schmidt very similar sense of humor um and if unbreakable kimmy schmidt's not your thing um there's a show that came out one of the writers from 30 rock made and tina fey produced called uh i think it's called great news or maybe good news only lasted for two seasons 
super funny though very very similar to 30 rock and like the 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 way the jokes are like made and presented and stuff i loved it cool i I will take a peek take a peek what's good for you steven i've gotten back into reading i know i know you thought for the longest time Mm. i was illiterate with words i just want to say audiobooks i've i will i will probably have gotten through by the end of the year 20 books i that's my uh, i think what i'm gonna consume so i've always been like big into podcasts and i like audiobooks i mean i listen like all the harry potter books on audiobook and i've listened to a bunch of other books but i could never figure out how to get my libraries app to work to actually find audiobooks and something clicked then you realize there's a books app. <laughs> <laughs> Something clicked recently. And uh, all of a sudden, like it started working for me, like the search function. And so I listened to Neil Gaiman's American Gods, Chef's Kiss, great book. Uh, I loved him. Like he, he wrote for Doctor Who and like he spurred a bunch of stuff. But like I, I'd never like read or listened to an audiobook of his before. That was like my first foray into that. Very good. And then I uh, started reading the Brandon Sanderson series, Mistborn. Oh, dude. So, 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 so cool. And also got into the Stormlight archives. Also very good. If if you like like fantasy type stuff. It's just like um, the way Sanderson writes about like magic. It's like he approaches magic as like, I'm going to set up a bunch of rules. So the magic has like a scientific sort of like base maybe not a scientific basis basis but it has a logic that can't be broken and like anytime he writes like a sequence where like people are like fighting with magic or something he goes in depth in detail describing like how they do each thing they do based on the rules i think he would like the books bud send me a link because i i digested and read all of the harley merlin series this oh, year Oh, the magic series um, you're reading with uh corinne right mm-hmm. yeah i finished all this the writer who writes these is the the speed in which she puts out books is like bananas so i'm currently so i finished all of like i'm up to date on where she's at in the series mm-hmm. there's she writes them obviously more like faster than the audiobooks come out so i'm like waiting um there was a book that came out, the next book that came out in May. She puts out three books per series a year. And so I'm like three books behind, but the audiobooks haven't caught up. Yeah. So I started a new series that the same author wrote about vampires. I'm not like a big vampire guy. I'm not like really into but that vampires thing. vampires are so sexy. Have you seen but Twilight? I like how, well, so funny enough. What so about an interview with a vampire, Tom Cruise? Oh, uh, get out! Um, so, like, funny enough, that's kind of what this book. All of this author's books are pretty much like the most popular mainstream books, and she takes them and she just makes them her own and kind of copies them. So is it this but, like, like True Blood? Then is that what this is? Uh, it's more like. From what Lily's explained to me, as I've explained the book to her, because she's really into vampire stuff. Oh, yeah. It's sort of more like Vampire Diaries meets Twilight, I think. I don't really know much about Vampire Twilight Diaries. Twilight Diaries? But like some, yeah. 
Just sort of like the unrequited love of a vampire. Vampire. I'm like on book 15. Whoa, there's, there's 15 books? Yeah. There's there's like 80 books. That's I'm telling you, this author is insane. That is crazy. But there's, wow. See, I thought Sanderson was like reads. a beast because he's putting out like one fantasy novel every year. But 80 books is just a next level beast mode. Like, geez. I feel like she must have a team because she's doing these multiple series that are completely unrelated. And she's got like a like a James Bond-esque one. She has this Harley Merlin one, which is sort of like a Harry Potter-esque. And then she's got the vampire one, which is sort of like the Twilighty Vampire Diaries vibe. And then she's got like one that's like a Hunger Games spinoff. Mm-hmm. And a couple others, but it's just she's churning these suckers out, and she must be making good money because like she I'm paying have like a team. twenty Maybe bucks. Maybe she has this thing called work ethic. Hmm. Don't know what that looks and like. Bye. It's where unless it's like she wakes up and she's like, on Mondays I read a book for this <laughs> this series. Tuesdays I turn the hat around and I write magic book. The top hat around. <laughs> yeah. But like the company she uses to produce the uh, audiobooks is pretty phenomenal. That makes such a a big difference is the author, like the person reading mm-hmm. it. That was the thing I loved about American Gods. Uh, Neil Gaim- Gaiman he had a, like a mm-hmm. it was like a cast of people who like came in to do it. It was like a I think it might have been like a BBC audio drama, but I'm not certain. But uh, mm. it was it was like it was really well done, like with lots of different people. Isn't that voices. a show now? What? Isn't there? A yeah, sh- there was a show on Stars like a year or two ago, with the what's his face, Ian McShane. Mm, yeah, was it any good? I don't know. I didn't watch it because I wanted to read the book you? first, and now I've read the book, so now I could go watch it. But I don't have Stars, so how do you watch? You post on Facebook and say, "Any family members have Stars that I can steal?" <laughs> Oh. Or you call your cable company and say, are you running any promotions where I get a free month of stars? Yeah. That's how I get Showtime every now and then. <laughs> I feel like Showtime would be a better one to get than stars though, right? Don't they have better shows? No, they typically give me the option to be like, they'll be like, we can give you a free month of stars, Encore, or Showtime. And I'm like, well, I really want HBO, but I guess I'll do Showtime. The R cable package is cheaper with HBO than it is without HBO, which is weird. Well, <laughs> it's because if you get like uh if if you get just the internet, then um it's your internet is half as fast as what we have right now and <laughs> it costs the same amount. Or you could bundle it with the television package that comes with HBO and it's the same price and twice as fast. And it's like, well, I don't want your shitty television package, but I guess I'll do it and I'll watch the HBO sometimes. So So that same thing happened to us where, so we, we had Disney for the kids for the longest time before Disney had its own standalone service. And so we had TV service and then our internet sucks. So finally, finally, after a year of living here, I called and upgraded our internet and I was like, hey, like, I want to upgrade the internet. I want your fastest speed. I have gigabit speed now. But I'm like, downgrade me 
off of cable. Like, I don't need that. Take your DVR box back. We're just going to run internet only. And they're like, okay, let me like check on the bundles and everything. They're like, do, 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 do. And you're like, huh, that's weird. I'm like, what? And they're like, so if I take away the cable, you actually will pay more for the internet. And I'm like, how does that work? Like you're taking something away. So you have Comcast too, I assume then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you gotten into professional sports betting like the rest of the country? No. No. Mm. No. Went to a father-daughter dance recently with my daughter. And the I knew that it was becoming a thing. Right. Whoa, that whoa, that time was, out. We need to wrap this up. <laughs> we're okay. Two, we're two hours over. Dustin, have a great night. Steve. Good night, Steve. It made no damn sense. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!